Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, lots of time in this hour for your hot takes. I have certainly given mine. <coughs> I promised myself I was not going to overdo it with my voice because I've had a really rough week with that, with the illness. And then you guys egg me on. Like, you get me started with this, and next thing I know, like, we're producing a promo for a movie called Any Given Wednesday. <laughs> so we're up here yelling, and by the way, I want to give credit where it's due. Someone tweeted that at us, right? Isn't that where we got the idea? I want to give that person their credit. The idea to do Any Given Wednesday. I mean, I wrote it, but someone actually had the idea for it, which made me laugh. Yes, a listener named Mike Gaffney. Thanks for the, uh, yeah, th- thanks for the suggestion. Any Given Wednesday. I like it a lot. Any Given Wednesday. Well, that's, that, that's it. That's the only thing the Jets have wrong. Is they're just playing on the wrong day. Like, they're unbeatable on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, we're so good on Wednesdays. That's just, that's been the problem. <clears throat> For 50 years, we've not been unable to move the schedule so that we can play on Wednesdays. I want that T-shirt. I want to get that on the T-shirt. Any given Wednesday. Any given Wednesday. All right. So, anyway, there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of Justin Fields. There's been a lot of fire naggy. There's been a lot of that stuff. There hasn't been as much really good, solid analysis as I like to bring you on this program regularly. So, today's green list is going to be from ESPN Stats and Information, the five things you absolutely need to know about what was an unforgettable Sunday in the NFL. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, here we go. Greenies, uh, Green List today, our top five. It starts Number five. with Justin Herbert, who leads a last-minute game-winning touchdown drive to beat the Chiefs. Herbert is clutch. The Chargers have won six of their last seven one-score games. After losing 11 of their previous 12, Justin Herbert is the goods. Patrick Mahomes on the other side threw three touchdowns but had two picks, which is one more than he had in his entire career in September entering this week. I'm telling you right now, the Chargers stand on that field. They look the Chiefs eye to eye and they say, you're not better than us anywhere on the field, including quarterback. And they're not wrong. I'm never going to say anybody is better than Patrick Mahomes. But I don't think Justin Herbert is worse. I think Justin Herbert is on his way to being an outstanding... No, he's not on his way to anything. He is an outstanding NFL quarterback today. Number four. The Rams ended the Buccaneers' 10-game winning streak going back to last year and put to an end the dream of a perfect season, at least in Tampa. Still alive in L.A. The Rams are 3-0 for the third time in the last four years. This was their largest win against a reigning Super Bowl champ since 1990. The Bucs, meanwhile, were held to 24 points. They had scored 30 and more each of their last nine games. All of them wins. That, to me, was a statement performance from the Rams yesterday. Uh, You tell me right now those two teams are going to play again in January for the right to go to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you, to me, that game's a toss-up. If everybody's healthy, that game's a toss-up. The Rams, what I think the Rams have working against them... (coughs) <coughs> is depth or lack thereof. Because they're so dependent on a few people because they traded so much to get these stars. And look, it's hard. How was not worth it? Matthew Stafford, not worth it? Jalen Ramsey, not worth it? Obviously, they look worth it. The problem is, I think they're a little more susceptible to injury than most other teams. But if they get to the finish line healthy, I consider that game a pick em. Bucks, Rams, Brady, Stafford in the NFC Championship game, to me, that's a pick Number three. The Ravens beat the Lions on the 66-yard field goal as time expired by Justin Tucker after a 4th and 19 conversion earlier on the drive. The kick was the longest in NFL history. It is worth pointing out, however, as I did earlier, 
that the story of that game to me is not about Tucker. It's not about Lamar. It's not about Hollywood Brown dropping three touchdown passes right in his hands. It is about the Lions getting screwed again. Because absolutely everything else could comes out in the wash. If they call the delay of game penalty that was so blatant on the previous play, that becomes a 71-yard field goal, which A, they don't try, and B, if they do, they certainly don't make. So, look, Lamar's going to heave one into the end zone in that spot. Hail Mary, I guess the game's not over, but I'll take my chances there. So the Lions got absolutely screwed, and I feel bad for them, and I feel bad for their fans. Number two. The Sunday night game ends on a Mason Crosby 51-yarder as time expires, giving the Packers a win after they'd blown a 17-point lead in San Francisco. Elias says there have been 10 go-ahead field goals in the final 10 seconds of regulation or overtime this year. That is the most through week three since the 1970 merger. It's just this simple. The NFL has been spectacular <laughs> through three weeks, and we got one game left tonight, and it's got a chance to be a great one, big one in the NFC East. But through three weeks, the season has been spectacular. Number one. And Raiders-Dolphins was a great example of that yesterday. And I had Jacoby Brissett yesterday in DraftKings. And I'm telling you right now, through three and a half quarters of that game, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. He had nothing. His best completion was a safety. And then he went nuts. And the fourth quarter and the was a spec that was an incredibly exciting game to watch. And the Raiders ultimately get the win. They overcome a mostly self-inflicted 14-point first quarter deficit to win. They go to 3 and 0. Do you know the last time the Raiders were 3 and 0? They wound up in the Super Bowl. It was 2002. That was a team that wound up in the Super Bowl to lose to a team that was coached by John Gruden. And that's Greeny's list of the five things that you need to know coming out of yesterday, just all around the league, because I can sit here and yell and scream about fire the coach in Chicago and just cancel the season for the Jets, which would be, or, you know, again, reschedule the games as many as you can for Wednesdays. Um, But those teams and those games deserve a lot more conversation on a show like this one than the teams that we're sitting here talking about. You know, airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. You know something else that I really like? I'm going to call this the rant of the day. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? Hello, you play to win the game. Rant of the day. So this isn't really a rant, but we had never used that open, and I like it, so I just thought I'd call it that. But I love it when the fans are heard. So there were two outstanding moments in the NFL yesterday for all-time greats. Calvin Johnson was honored at halftime of the game with the Lions because he just went into the Hall of Fame. And he's one of the greatest players in Lions history. And, you know, the fans wanted to give him all the do. They love Calvin Johnson. They wanted to be there to cheer. Eli Manning was honored by the fans and by the team at halftime of the Giant game against the Falcons. And Eli Manning is a future Hall of Famer. He won the team two Super Bowls. And he is one of the greatest and most beloved players in franchise history. And both of those ceremonies were marred by loud, unmistakable booing. 
The fans booed John Mara, the owner of the Giants, on the field as he was retiring Eli Manning's number. And the fans in Detroit booed Lions owner Sheila Ford Hamp during a speech in which Calvin Johnson celebrated being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you know what? I love it. And I feel bad for Calvin Johnson, and I feel bad for Eli, because that's their moment, and they're there, and they're both so uncomfortable, and they're trying to kind of silence the crowd because they want to have their moment, and I get that. I do. I feel a little bad for them, but not as good as I feel for the fans because <laughs> we so rarely get that chance to be heard, and that's a moment that is unignorable. Like, you can't pretend it didn't happen. No one can pretend everything's fine when they're booing the owner during the retirement of the number of Eli Manning. No one can pretend that everything is fine when they're booing the owner during the congratulatory ceremony to put Calvin Johnson in the Hall of Fame. So as a fan, let me get Nuno. Nuno, the passionate fan. How did you feel when you watched John Mara being booed yesterday? I like it. I mean, because that's really the only opportunity you're going to have to show to him, show him, uh, you know, like your displeasure. Because you could, you know, like the whole like, oh, just don't go to the game. But if you give up your season tickets, there's thousands of people behind you ready to buy your season tickets anyway. So you're not affecting the the owner. You're not affecting his bottom line. So this is the only way that you're going to write a mean letter because no one, not many people do that anymore, right? Like maybe we should go back to that. Dear John Mira, fix this damn team. <laughs> I am tired of wasting my Sundays, sometimes Monday nights and Thursday nights. And then, you know, later on the year on Saturdays, you forgot about Saturdays doing your promo. Mm-hmm. The, and why? Watching this team just being inept, like you know, so I just I can't even anymore. I can't. <laughs> the passion. See, that's what it's about. That's why you listen to this radio show because we care about this stuff. I do this stuff because I care about it the same way you do. You know, for many years, people have said, "Oh, you talk too much about the Jets on a national show." Okay, what do you want me to do? I'm a fan, like you are. This is what matters to me. This is why I'm here. I'm not sitting here because I was so intrigued by the concept of the, of the forward pass as a child. <laughs> I'm here because I sat there at Shea Stadium in December when they were 3-10. and 10, And my dad said a true fan stays to the end of the game. So they're losing 31-9 to 9 to Oakland. And I'm watching Matt Robinson out there <laughs> getting shellacked. And I'm sitting there freezing my whatever off. I, my, I really had to, no, no, I got to take a break. Cause I, I literally almost said what you think I almost said there. <laughs> and that would have been real trouble. Uh, by the way, did you know that Saturday NC state knocked off Clemson in double overtime, ending the game on a fourth down incompletion college football's play of the month brought to you by Dr. Pepper college football, heating up and fans are hype return to glory with fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one that fans deserve you as a fan are going to get your chance coming up here. I'll tell you when to call and we're going to go for your hot takes coming off of your team yesterday. I'm looking forward to hearing that, but coming up next, the most interesting sound bites from a crazy day, followed by your hot takes on the way on ESPN radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I've got the Cowboys in the game tonight, which would mean, based upon the stakes of the wager that we made here this morning, if the Cowboys win tonight, uh, Hembo has to wear a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. On the show tomorrow, if your Eagles, Hembo, win tonight, then Bubba has to wear an Eagles jersey. I'd like to take this opportunity, <clears throat> Greeny, now that we're speaking of this, to file a minor complaint. Which is? I have been given a very hard time about my summer shirt selection here on this show. Okay. Are we sure we're good with Bubba wearing the jersey, the Cowboys jersey, the Dak jersey before the game and after the game every week? We're talking about 40% of the workday uh, that Bubba's wearing that same shirt. I- I'm... I'm a little over this already, and it's only week three. No, no, I don't have a problem with it. No, I'm going to rule That's on this one. That's your complaint? <laughs> That's my complaint. Here's the thing. This guy. Of all the things that are going on in sports right now, mm-hmm. of all the things that we could talk about right now, your biggest concern is that he's wearing his Dak jersey a little too often for your liking? I freaking My hate. team plays I'm its best on jersey. Wednesdays, <laughs> and you're worried about the jersey that Bubba's wearing? I just freaking hate the Cowboys. Like if you ask <laughs> so that's any, all it is. That's all, like you, it could be anything else, for sure. But like when, every time they, they <clears> cut <throat> to him on ESPN+, Plus, I get angry, I and I don't wear, like being I can angry. wear the same just button down for 300 straight days. That wouldn't bother <laughs> you, but if I because I'm wearing the Dak every day. Staring at Bubba, wearing a if Cowboys Bubba jersey. If Bubba was a passionate yep. fan of the Seattle Seahawks and was wearing a Russell Wilson jersey every day, would that bother you? Not at all. So what, we've, what we have addressed here is that this is about the Cowboys. It's not about Bubba. Correct, because only Cowboys fans feel entitled enough to wear a Dak Prescott jersey to work for 40% of the workdays during the football season. Well, now, if they lose, I generally don't sneak I, I thought I was I thought I was rooting for the Cowboys before. Now I'm praying oh, for the gosh. Cowboys. I want you in a hat. I want you in a jersey. I'm going to get you a cigar. You're going full-fledged Cowboys Absolutely. on this show tomorrow. In the meantime. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? All right. So I want to try something new on these Mondays here, and that is doing I'm sorry what, where you get to hear some of the action, and we will sort of give you the description of it here. But this is WBBM News Radio 780, which is the news station in Chicago, which airs the Bear games, the Bears games. This was Justin Fields being sacked for the ninth time yesterday. Bears going for it from their 35-yard line. Snap is back. Here comes pressure. Miles Garrett again. Had him, lost him. Now Clowney just rips him down to the ground. They are sparing no punishment on Justin Fields. The rookie quarterback sacked 14 yards for the ninth time today. So that's Jeff Joniak doing the play-by-play, and you can hear it in his voice. I've known Jeff forever. Jeff gave me my first job. 
So if you are a fan, then you have him to thank, and if you are a, a hater, then you have him to blame. But one way or another, Jeff Joniak is the first person who put me on the air and paid me for it. Um, and he is now the play-by-play voice of the Bears and has been for something like 20 years. And he loves He's born and raised in Chicago area. You can hear the pain in his voice. Like, I just, I can't fathom how things could have gone worse. Yes, what, what worse could have happened than what happened yesterday? Can I ask you a question here? Yeah. I think there is... I'll, I'll, I'll get in the form of a question. Is well, there what any sound chance? did you just make? Like a little... Why? Like, like molars hitting like the side but of... But why the... did you make that sound? I, I don't know what... Wait, let's just revisit what just happened. You mm-hmm. said, can I ask you a question? And then you just went on. So that's going to be my new thing now. Anytime I ask you a question, it's going to be started by that. Are we cool with that as a show? No, that, we, that stinks as a show. Why? It's like my thing. It's like, a, it's, like well, I have a thing. It's not a thing. You've, I've known you for 10 years. You, You've never done that No, before. but you have like your trademark throat clear, which you do, you know, eight or 10 times a show. No, I can have a little... I have a bacterial throat infection. Always. Yes. Uh, and what, 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 what should we call this sound that I'm making? Annoying. Yeah. We should call no, it no, no, annoying. No, no, no. Not a description. What should we call it? It needs a name. Like a throat clear. That, that, that's not... But that isn't that. That's, I, that's like a ridiculous tick. That you should, under no circumstances, do. So no more of this. No, no more of that. Now, what was your question? Can I ask the Bears question now? Sure. Okay. Is there any chance that Matt Nagy essentially was just trying to prove us all wrong? Like, all of us who were saying, like, this guy should be starting from day one? If so, then he should be fired. I mean, if he is doing that, this was my biggest complaint with Adam Gase. Gase's first year as the coach of the Jets. I thought he was coaching with an agenda. He and the general manager didn't like each other. The general manager spent a ton of money on Le'Veon Bell. Adam Gase, no secret, didn't want him. But once you've got him, Adam Gase's job, the brilliant offensive mind, is to find a way to use this extraordinary offensive weapon to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. He did the opposite of that. He coached with an agenda. He coached to demonstrate to the owner this was a huge mistake, which I tried to tell you. Well, you know what? It worked. He got the general manager fired. Had it turn out for the football team. So in the event that Matt Nagy wanted the Bears to take Mac Jones and not Justin Fields, and that is the point he's trying to make now, if he designed an offensive game plan that was destined to fail yesterday because he was trying to make a point, then he should be fired instantly. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that of Matt Nagy. I believe Matt Nagy did an unbelievably bad job at his job. I think that was more... Um, the failure was more of incompetence than it was of intention. Does that make sense? It does. I just, <laughs> there is a non-zero chance that that's, that's the explanation though, right? I think that there is a close to zero chance. This reminds me a lot of Jay Gruden in the first year with Dwayne Haskins. We knew that they didn't want, he did not want Dwayne Haskins. And he sort of this weird like catch and release thing. I know. It reminds me of that. I hear you. I just can't believe it. Okay. Because Matt Nagy, the history isn't... He knows that Justin Fields outlasts him in Chicago. There's, if this goes badly, there's no way in the world they decide to move on from Fields, right? They're moving on from him, right? and he knows it. He's not a fool. So I don't see that at all. Well, let me play you two more here, and then we'll start getting the calls in. Um, let's, oh, how about Justin Tucker? He kicked a 66-yard game-winning field goal. Where do I have that on my screen here? Justin Tucker. Here, uh, No, I don't have it. Where is Justin? Oh, here it is. Here's Justin Tucker. This game hangs in the balance with the Lions. Oh, let me make it clear. Whose call is this? Is that Gus? That's not Gus. He didn't do that game. Oh, this is the Lions Radio Network. This is going to be the losing side. Oh, I like this. 760 WJR. Here we go. This game hangs in the balance with the longest kick in the history of the National Football League on the line. 
Tucker's ready. There's the snap. Spot down. Kick on the way. It is up and it is off the crossbar and through. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Justin Tucker from 66 hit the crossbar and it bounced through. And the Ravens are celebrating on the field. The longest field goal in the history of the NFL has just beaten the Detroit Lions. Oh, that's a great call. That's an excellent call. Again, Lions Radio Network there, 760 WJR. All right, one more before we take your calls because Nuno keeps telling me I have to play this. So during the Texas-Texas Tech game, Sean Kelly is calling the game on ESPN Radio. And apparently, should I give this away or should I just play it? You tell me what happened here. Just play it. Just play it. Okay. This is Sean Kelly on ESPN Radio, Texas, Texas Tech. Let's hear it. There is a guy dressed as Santa Claus who has come onto the field at Texas, and nobody can seemingly figure out whether he is a part of the game day staff here or not. And now the security is after him. Santa turning the corner at the 20 to the 25 and the 30. He's lost his hat. And being chased by Johnny Big Lunch in a security outfit. 30, 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10. Here comes some help. Santa eludes him. Touchdown, Santa Claus. What a day in Austin, Texas. As if the Longhorns hadn't scored enough already. Santa Claus now being cuffed has added on to the fun here in the Capitol. Oh, that's very good. Very good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that we played that. All right, that is fun. Sean Kelly, well done. The call on ESPN Radio. All right, (coughs) we have done all the talking that we plan to do. Uh, For the rest of the show, it belongs to you. I want your hot takes at 888-SAY-ESPN. I want your hot takes at 888-729-3776. If you're a football fan, I know you are just as exercised by the things you're seeing as we have been. So give us a call right now. Your hot takes are next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In a world where every other team is focused on Sunday, sometimes Monday, and once a year, Thursday, Meet the 2021 New York Jets, who are either light years ahead of their time or the worst team ever. It is the story of that rarest of football phenomena. It is 
any given Wednesday. <laughs> we did that, uh, just we improvised that earlier today. I'm kind of proud of the way that came out, that to was be well honest done. with you. Very well done. If you're just joining me here, it's because the coach of the Jets, Robert Sala, said, you know, the frustrating part of watching them for him is that they execute so well during the week. It's just Sundays when they struggle. And I realize that's the problem with the Jets. They, they don't play Wednesdays. Like, they're so good on a Wednesday. The Jets would be unbeaten. They would make a run at the 72 Dolphins if they could play on a Wednesday. At least to hear the coach tell it. So we decided to make a movie promo for any given Wednesday. I like it. And your little goofy laugh at the end kind of makes the whole thing for me. I like that. <laughs> I do have a goofy laugh. People complain about that a lot. I would understand Robert Sala saying all of that stuff if he were Joe Judge. If he was like, if his team was somewhat close. But like you said, the Jets could have played 20 quarters yesterday and not stood a chance. They're not anywhere near being good on, on Wednesday. No. Well, I mean, they may be good on Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> how could, how could it be? They're how not could... anywhere near being good on Sunday. Of that, I can assure you. I have no idea how good they are on Wednesday. And guess what? It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. And that's really the point. Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Uh, let me very quickly catch you up. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. The KOD picks were fire this week. I went four and one. I was actually four and zero in the early games, and then I lost on the 49ers last night. I had San Francisco minus the three, so that was the only game that I lost this week. I had the Rams plus the one. I had the Saints plus the three. I had the Chargers plus seven. And I had the under on Chicago and Cleveland, which was at 45 and a half. So I wound up winning four of the five picks this week, which leaves us nine and seven for the season to this point. Okay, we've done a lot of talking. Now it is time to hear from you. If you're a football fan, you have a lot to say today, and I'm looking for your hot takes. Time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Bubba, who's first? First up, we have Andrew. All right, Andrew, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me a take. Greeny, based on the play of the last two years, I think we have underestimated the fact that Joe Douglas has been an tremendous flop as a GM. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, Joe Douglas, look, he's got one draft class that we have been able to see something from 2020. It's a disaster. The 2020 draft was an absolute disaster. Now, and Mekhi Becton is not playing, and that obviously is an important piece of this. But Denzel Mims was the second-round pick, and he's a healthy scratch. Back-to-back weeks when you have no offense at all, it's an indictment. And Joe Douglas, at the end of the day, is the guy who signs off on the football team, which means he is the reason why there is a head coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and a quarterback who have never had those jobs before. Not one of them. They're all rookies in their job, and there's not one veteran presence to mentor any of them, especially at the quarterback position. It's a disgrace. They're just sitting back, hoping the season will end as quickly as possible, but that the young guys will get better as it goes on. But the reality is you don't get better in that environment. What you do is you foster a culture of losing, and there's no obvious reason to think they're going to get better. Zach Wilson, they're destroying him. Destroying. He's, if he's not shell-shocked, then he's the mentally toughest person in the history of sports. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for the phone call. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Ace. Ace, you're on the uh, straight, uh, excuse me, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Ace, give me a hot take. Rudy, thanks for taking my call. Um, first, I'll say the Chiefs have not been beaten by anyone yet this year, but they are 1-2 and two against themselves with seven turnovers in two games. Okay. I don't know if it's a lack of focus. Or what? And I understand rebuilding the front, the O line for Mahomes, but I think they did it at the expense of their defense. And if they can't figure out how to 
beat cover twos and get the defense to plan, they might be lucky to get a wild card this year. I like to take Ace, and, and I will say that, and again, you were welcome to say anything you want on this show. I love it, and we are a, a forum for fans. But what I will say is if you want to play the, well, they could have easily won you know, the two games they lost, you could play the same game <coughs> week one. Baker Mayfield throws the worst interception I've ever seen, and the punter drops a snap. If not for that, they could be sitting at 0-3 today. So the Chiefs have trouble because their defense isn't very good and because they are a team that has become accustomed to sort of flipping a switch whenever they need to. And there are people who stare them eye to eye, and they're not scared. The only offense they have at this point is, is Hill and Kelsey. Now, that's a lot because Hill is ridiculously explosive and Kelsey is the best in the business and Mahomes is the best. But I don't think people are scared of them right now. So I think there is some cause for concern with Kansas City. I really do. Ace, thank you for the phone call. Bubba, who's next? We have Craig. Craig, give me a hot take. Well, yeah, my hot take is after this week's uh, game, uh, I think we can say that Jack is better than Mahomes after his performance against the same team that he won. Now, I know that he didn't light it up last week, but he still was able to lead his team to a victory where Dak was not. Hmm. So... So your hot take is Dak is better than Mahomes? Yep. Okay. I like it. I like the heat of the take. I mean, I don't agree with it at all, but I will say that Dak is, you know, it's funny because (laughs) when a player accomplishes things that you did not think him capable of, or at least, let me put it this way. I don't know that we were always wrong about what we said about Dak at the time. What has evolved is him. He's gone from being a good quarterback who was in an excellent offense to now, I think, being a great quarterback. And you know what that means? That means he's an NFL player. That's what's supposed to happen. Guys who step right in and are immediately Patrick Mahomes, that's once in a lifetime. That's why it's once in a lifetime. Dak Prescott has had like a reasonable NFL evolution. He got thrust into action as a rookie. He was good, really good, super solid, behind a great offensive line with a superstar running back. And slowly but surely, he's become more and more the player they depend upon to where he has now clearly emerged as the man on that football team, both on and off the field. So I think that is a normal evolution. So those of us who questioned whether he was truly elite at the time, I don't know that we were wrong then, but anyone saying it now is unquestionably wrong. He's an elite quarterback. Now, Mahomes is maybe one of one, but... There's nothing. I'm not taking. I'm taking nothing away from Dak Prescott. If you want to say you wouldn't trade Dak Prescott right now for Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to fight you. I like it as a fan. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. <clears throat> Ryan, hey, uh, Greg. My hot take is yes. My hot take is yesterday Matt Stafford started his Hall of Fame career. He wasn't until yesterday, but he started his Hall of Fame career yesterday. I, I love the take. Here's what Matt Ryan is doing. I said this uh, wait, who did we say? Did he say Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? He said Stafford. Okay, yeah, I wrote down Ryan because that was his name. Right, sorry. Here's what Matt Stafford did. We talked about this all through the offseason. Matt Stafford was one of two things in Detroit and we didn't know what it was. He was either a great quarterback and no one could ever like elevate that franchise or he was a good quarterback, not good enough to elevate that franchise. I said we're going to find out the answer. Now, it's too soon to say we know it for sure, but boy, we're heading in that direction. Matt Stafford is a great player. Frankly, how good he looks right now is an indictment of the Detroit Lions franchise. (laughs) Uh, And it is also a testament to how good a coach Sean McVay is. The combination of McVay and Stafford is dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. 
any list of teams that you could expect to see win the Super Bowl this year does not include the Rams is worthless. They are right there. They're right there with Tampa and anyone else you want to name. If those two teams play each other again in January, to me, that is a pick game. And I don't care where the game is played, in Tampa or in L.A. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me another. Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, you're on with us here. Give us a hot take, Kyle. Greeny, appreciate the call. I want to say that, uh, first and foremost, the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to go in and take care of Notre Dame, no problem. Okay. And they might be the first SP. Uh, first non-power five to get to the NFL or to the playoffs. I like it. I like it. They got a chance. Sure. You got an NFL take too? I got an NFL take too. Sorry, but uh, the Bengals are going to go to the playoffs after they look the way they looked yesterday. No problem. Bengals playoffs. Listen, I'm not going to fight you today. You want to put the Bengals in the playoffs? If I'm a fan there, I'm feeling great. You know why? Because the Bengals have gotten so many things right. They've gotten it right. Joe Burrow looks terrific. <coughs> and look. If you're a fan today in of the Jets or of the Bears, maybe the best thing I can say is just look what they did in Cincinnati because they put Burrow in some tough situations last year and he wound up in the hospital. But it clearly didn't break him. Whatever the opposite of breaking someone is is what it did. That kid has got onions. He is tough. He is cocky. I love him. If you're in Cincinnati today, you are so excited. You got Burrow to chase. Mm. Looks like it's going to be an unbelievable combination. They're getting better on the line of scrimmage. That defense dominated the Steelers yesterday. Now, Pittsburgh's offensive line is terrible. But if you're if you're in Cincinnati today, you're feeling good. <coughs> right now, who finishes last? Who finishes last in the AFC North? That's a great question. I mean, you know, I can't sit here and say the Steelers are going to finish last. They look like the worst team. I mean, it's astonishing when you consider the fact that they beat Buffalo week one and Buffalo looks like the best team. Maybe that just goes to show you week ones are just so weird because for the last two weeks, Buffalo looks like clearly the best team in the AFC. And yet they lost to Pittsburgh week one and Pittsburgh looks like the worst team in their division the last couple of weeks. So this is a tough one. So who do I think is good? Look, based on pedigree alone, (coughs) I will still say, that I would pick Cincinnati to finish last in that division, but I wouldn't bet money on it. That's for damn sure. All right, give me one more, Bubba. Joe, you're up. Joe, you got me a hot take. Joe, go. Hi, uh, this is actually Jordan from Colorado, but I'm um, honored to talk to you, Greeny. I just wanted to say that I think even though the Broncos haven't played anybody, I think they're going to win the AFC West. Sorry what we did to your New York Jets yesterday. Listen, Joe, you, no apology necessary. Everyone's going to do it. Um, and here's what I would say about the Broncos. I, I think it's not fair to say it because you play the teams that are on your schedule. But the three teams they've beaten are 0-9. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, right? They played the Giants. They played the Jaguars. They played the Jets. They killed them all. So they've done their part. Can't argue. The defense is good. Bridgewater is good. Sutton's really good. They got good. I mean, they're good. The Broncos are good. When push comes to shove, do I think they're better? Huh. Here's a ridiculous thing to say. They're 3-0 and and they look great. If you had to bet on a team to finish last in that division, Hembo, which one are you betting on? Probably the Raiders, despite being 3-0. and You would bet on the Raiders to finish last? I would bet on the Raiders to finish last. So you're more impressed with what you've seen from the Broncos 3-0 and start than the Raiders 3-0 and start? I'm more inclined. The Raiders have beaten the Ravens, the Dolphins. They have good wins. And what's the game I'm forgetting Pittsburgh. in the middle? Oh, and the Steelers. They won at Pittsburgh. So they've, they've played 
markedly better competition than the Broncos yeah. have. Two, but two, two of those wins in overtime. Mm. I'm going to bet on the long-term viability of, the, of Denver because I believe in the defense more. Okay, fair enough. That's what I said. Uh, we appreciate the calls. We appreciate the takes. They're all awesome, as always. We have one thing left to do today, and I'm telling you right now, you don't want to miss it. In 60 seconds, you're going to hear something that I promise you, you will appreciate having st- listened to. That's 60 seconds away. I'll spend those 60 seconds telling you about Select Quote. You know, my family is protected. Is yours? September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And if you have a family like I do, now is the time to get life insurance. Life insurance provides you peace of mind. And you don't want just anyone for this. You need a pro. You need Select Quote. Select Quote has been around for over 35 years. Over 2 million families have trusted them. Select Quote comparison shops, highly rated insurance companies like Prudential, Banner Life, Mutual of Omaha to impartially find you the company with the best rates. Technology then quickly matches your individual needs with the right insurance company to find your best policy. Simple, they do the work for you. So there's no excuse to wait on protecting your family's future. You'll be surprised how affordable a policy can be, and quotes are free. So here's what you do. Don't put this off another day. Get your free quote by calling 800-881-6868. It's 800-881-6868. Or go to selectquote.com. That's selectquote.com. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, I am, uh, will forever and the rest of my life be indebted to David Letterman, who is uh, someone that I've always admired, uh, borderline worshipped um, as a talk show host and just as a, as a comedian. And, uh, you know, he started putting Mike and me on in 2006, and we were on his show 11 times, and it did more to grow what our show was than anything else that happened. But the point is, I love Letterman, and I know anyone my age loves Letterman. So, Nuno, did this happen? Was this on a conference call? Like, the Nets? So, today's the... The Brooklyn Nets Media uh, Day. Media Day, yeah. So, he was part of the uh, media. media. So, David Letterman shows up and is part of the media and asks a question to Kevin Durant. And it is not... In fact, it seems to me evident Kevin Durant has no idea who David Letterman is or what's happening. But this is what ensues. Dave from Basketball Digest. Kevin, uh, KD, why, why do people call you KD? Um, Can I call you KD? Or? Yeah. Okay. My first name is Kevin. Uh-huh. Right. And my second name, my last name. My second name. My last name is Durant with a D. KD, uh, this year, how, what percentage do you plan on giving on the court? 90, 95, 100, 110? What are we looking at? Uh, 110. 110. So <laughs> Letterman is asking these questions. And Durant, if you see it, is stone-faced. He seems to have no idea why this person is asking him why people call him KD. And <laughs> I don't know exactly what Dave was going for there, but it tickled my fancy, I'll tell you that. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I needed a smile today. So once again, uh, I'm going to go out and buy my advance tickets to any given Wednesday, which is going to be a great movie, and I hope to see it at some point in my life. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.